The house across the street sat empty for the entire time I've called my house a home. For five years, it sat with no one coming in or out. It's a single-story home with a front door that may have been red at one time. Two cars reside in the driveway, an SUV with three wheels, and a rusty Honda being tipped up on one side with its one wheel. Some of the windows were boarded up, and others you could see through if you had your face pressed against it. I've only seen the yard sad grayish yellow, and the only change I can remember is when Evan tossed a rock through one of the garage windows last summer, the third one from the left. Evan claimed he smelled something horrendous when the window shattered, but I didn't smell anything. Evan pulled out his little baggie of weed, this guy said this will take us to another planet. I rolled a joint on my desk and swiped it to take the first hit. Man, I think he was right. He melted in my blue beanie bag chair. You know, you really should invest in a lava lamp. You feel it after one hit? Evan tended to be dramatic. Usually I kept my mouth shut. But one time he made me pay him for amazing weed, you know, transcendent shit. That turned out to be basil sprayed with some kind of CBD oil he got from TJ Maxx. It was one of the first times I got high, so I was none the wiser. I turned around to a cloud of smoke. The smoke almost masked the greasy highlight in Evan's thin blonde hair. Dude, open the window. My mom doesn't know what weed smells like, but she's not an idiot. Hey, maybe I should stay back tonight and give Mrs. Gray some company. I ignored him. Evan started making gross comments about my mom a few months ago when he discovered South Park. My dad died a few years ago, so his new bit wasn't that amusing, but I went along with it. One time he got so mad at me for asking him to stop. It wasn't worth asking again. You know, the neighborhood isn't what it used to be. I think I should stay back and protect her. I do, I really do. Hell, ever since Miss Helmer, man. A woman can never be too safe. It's not cool, man. Oh, come on, Walker. It was a joke. The school is better without her. You're so sensitive. My God. Dude, you're not supposed to be like... Make jokes about missing people. Miss Helmer only went missing last month. Our neighborhood is a Midwestern middle-class suburb. Sometimes someone might have their skis stolen after forgetting to close their garage. But for the most part, the biggest crime is Starbucks using the wrong milk for people's lattes or teenagers stealing from the local Walmart. Evan got up, walked to the window, and started spouting some conspiracy about how she ran away to Mexico with a beautiful man he saw with her one day after lunch. Heck man, nobody was learning from her raspy dragon voice anyway. Hey, I got a favor to ask you. I said after he finally passed the joint. You can't say this kind of shit at the party. Why? You don't want me ruining your chances with Wendy? He sang her name mocking me, but something stopped him. You know, I thought nobody lived in that house, he said. Yeah, no one does. 
I think that was proven when you threw a rock through their window and no one said anything. Yeah, but there was a light on. Evan was probably trying to freak me out. We watched many horror movies and he thought it was hilarious to make me jump. I laughed and said, Okay, sure there is. No, I'm dead serious, man. Come look. I got up from my chair and walked to him. Across the street, the house sat empty and dead. I turned my head to him and motioned my arm at nothing. Dude, I swear I just saw something glow in the front window. I nodded my head and laughed. Evan persisted. He said there was a blue glow in the lower right corner. It was like it was sparkling, he said. Evan watched out the window like a guard dog at the sight of potential danger. He passed me back the joint. We should break in and check it out. I choked on smoke. <laughs> what? He explained why it was a great opportunity to break into a house. How many chances will we get after all? The worst that happens is we break in. There's a squatter. We call the cops. The cops take the squatter to jail. We go to the party and you sweep Wendy off her feet with your heroic tail. Or we go over and no one is in there. The glow I just saw, which I did see, was nothing more than a ghost. We tore a haunted house and you sweep Wendy off her feet with your tale of bravery. Man, I'm just trying to be your wingman over here. It was a convincing argument. We did shatter a window, and there were no consequences, so why not? I looked at him and shrugged. Yeah, sure, let's do it. We should finish this joint and get out of here. Evan was thrilled. I didn't put up a fight or try to talk us out of it. His grin stretched from ear to ear before asking if he should see if my mom needed help getting ready for bed. Evan ran across the street and jumped up with barely enough air to click his heels together. He wasn't usually so gleeful. I turned around to make sure my house was all dark before lighting another joint. I let him figure out how to get in. I made that clear to him back in my room. He began circling the property looking for weak spots, and I sat down on the front porch and got comfortable. Evan came running up around the house to me all excited. Fuck, I thought. He did it. It felt fast, but the walk across the road felt long. But it must have taken him longer than I thought. The back door is unlocked. I cocked my head in confusion and surprise. More surprise than confusion, I guess. I went to put out the joint, but Evan grabbed it from me before I could. Nah, nah, we could smoke it inside. He took a long draw from it. Sounded good to me. We went around back and dog toys littered the yard, and a swing set sat along the back side of it. I would have rather swung than gone into that house, but Evan was pulling my arm. I didn't even have a chance to try and swing. The back door could only slide open a sliver. Evan had to push me in and I pulled him in. It reeked of something rotten. I want to say eggs, but it had a certain sour twang that was far worse than rotten eggs. The previous tenants were hoarders. There were piles of stuff stacked floor to ceiling, and the kitchen was buried under newspapers that dated back to at least 1974. It was the oldest paper in the stack I flipped through. The house was silent inside. 
Evan was hip deep in a mountain in the TV room. The TV was more modern than I expected. It was a big screen that was thick and sat on the ground, like the one from pictures of my parents' first house. I decided to go through the pile next to the one Evan was in. This pile had more newspapers, history books, and legal pads full of sports game scores. I moved to the next pile built around an old birdcage that housed empty jewelry boxes. The pile hid the couch. Well, most of the couch. There was room for one person to sit on the couch to watch TV. Evan now stuck out of a different pile. All I could see was his ass sticking up into the air balanced on some of his toes. I took it as a lesson to begin to dig into my own pile. The smell started to get stronger and stronger. I dismissed this as paranoia until I grabbed something cold and just slightly damp. I pulled it out. It was a dead cat. Ah, hell. I dropped it. Evan wiggled out of his hold to see the commotion. He looked down at the cat, then back up to me. Oh man, he agreed, and he stared at it. We should check out the basement. Hell no. Oh, come on, dude. I pointed to the cat. Nah, man. I just had a dead cat skull in my hand. I'm good, you go. I'll be reading newspapers and what I assume is the kitchen. Oh man, you're always such a puss. Come on, we're here. I shook my head violently. No, man, but you go for it. Evan rolled his eyes at me before walking to the basement stairs. He tried the light, but it didn't turn on, so he used his phone flashlight. He turned back to me one more time, and I shook my head again. You suck, Evan smiled before skipping down the steps. I continued shaking my head and turned to look at the cracked family portrait hanging beside the TV above a fireplace. It was a family of four all wearing blue sitting in front of pine trees. The glass cracked over the dad's face, but the wife and two kids were still easy to make out. The kids, two boys, must not have been older than ten. Their mom was a beautiful woman, with strawberry blonde hair that fell around her face in soft waves. She had sparkling brown eyes, like Wendy. I headed towards the stairs to tell Evan that we needed to go, when Evan shrieked, Walker, Walker, you need to get down here now. I picked up my speed and shuffled down the stairs. I would have taken it slowly, but Evan's voice was shrill and rushed. I got to the last step and started to look around. It was hard to make things out, and it smelled worse than the dead cat. I turned my head to the right at the sound of movement, and a sharp pain struck the top of my head. The pain quickly turned into a dull sensation and spread to the rest of my body. My hands and legs were duct taped into a steel chair when I opened my eyes. An old yellow bulb hung from the ceiling, shining down on my head. Across from me, it looked like some kind of trophy case that housed mannequin heads. I squinted my eyes to make it out. It reeked of gasoline. There was Miss Helmer. She had bouncy red spirals and her nose was freckled, just like the limp mask that rested on one of the foam heads. There were eight more masks. Three looked like the wife and kids from the photo. I looked around for Evan, 
that I could barely see him with my head turned to the side. He was dumping what must be gasoline behind me. Evan, what the fuck? Can you come cut this duct tape? Oh, you're awake, Evan said with a slight British accent. His voice was different, a higher pitch. It's about time. I was worried we wouldn't be able to have a little chat before I had to go on with it. Since when the fuck are you English, man? And what the hell do you mean go on with it? This is strange, dude. Why do you have a mask of Miss Helmer? The hell is this? Well, I'm so happy you asked. Evan whipped around me with a huge grin ear to ear. He pulled out a chair and sat in front of me. He put his hands on my thighs. You see, I have a little special skill. I looked at him and shook my head. Evan laughed three loud haws. Have you ever heard of shape-shifting? What the hell? A shape-shifter. Dude, seriously, what the hell is all this? Well, I was really hoping for more of a banter situation here. No surprise, though. You've always had something of a pull stuck up your ass now, haven't you? His smile grew and he twirled. Halfway through the twirl, he changed. His hair grew and body shrunk. Even the change of his head changed from Evan's egghead to a small round one. It was Miss Helmer. Ta-da! Miss Helmer grew out her hands, wiggling her fingers, but still had a voice that was too masculine to fit her. My throat closed up and I couldn't breathe. I squeezed my eyes shut trying to wake up. Miss Helmer did another twirl and turned back to Evan. Oh man, you always hated that old bat. I did too. It's okay. He giggled and went back to the gasoline can and covered the rest of the basement. But him, he motioned to Evan's face, is a bloody piece of shit. And you let him walk all over you. That's pathetic, really. Does this bloke do you any good at all? I kept trying to wake up, but I was trapped. Where was Evan? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Maybe banter is a possibility. Evan disappeared for a moment before dragging out a stiff gray body. His blonde hair was now patchy and his body was swollen. Well, he's been hanging out in a freezer I have across town. He's truly not my favorite character, but... He got the job done. He flipped the real Evan over. His blue eyes bulged out of his head. I suffocated on the sour air. Well, it took me two days to defrost this bugger. How long? When? Oh, it's been about four months. Everything was splendid until that old hag. It motioned to Miss Helmer's skin scalp. It crossed me. I just lost it. Months, years, really, of holding it together to lose it on a cranky English teacher. Honestly, I'm happy because it's given me this idea, this opportunity. The shapeshifter walked over to me and lightly traced my cheekbone, changing his accent once again. Now you. I will have fun with you. Tell me, what's your dear mother's name? It twirled into a buff man whose muscles were barely contained by the Hawaiian shirt he was wearing. One of the buttons popped off. 
Or is she more into... It twirled again. This time it was tall and skinny and its shorts were right above its knee lifted to be mid-thigh. The tall, slender man looked at me and threw his head back, laughing. <laughs> well, don't worry. I'll find out. Maybe I'll start with Wendy as I figure out what makes Mummy tick. You know, your good pal was fucking your crush before I took charge. It then changed back to Evan. It tucked my hair behind my ears and traced a line from the base of my earlobe to the corners of my mouth. You know, you're so pretty. So my plan, I must tell you, I've been camping here for a bit, but it's time to leave and I want your face for my next life. I'm going just to do a little slicey slice. It traced where I assumed it planned to scalp me. And then I'm going to torch the place, but, you know, no worries, you'll escape. It winked. You'll go to the police and you'll cry and you'll tell them how your good old buddy Evan convinced you to waltz into an abandoned house where you found Miss Helmer, who had gone completely mad. Or, I'm not sure I haven't worked out that part, but they'll find her body and Evan's in the ashes. You'll grieve and you know what you'll become. What will become. Still wearing Evan's face, it kissed my hands. But don't worry, you won't feel a thing. South Park played on the laptop as I got out of the shower. I cleaned the steam off the mirror and twirled my luscious brown hair around my fingers. My eyes were green with a touch of golden brown around the irises. I traced my jawline and winked at myself. Honey, are you ready to go? My mom called up the stairs. I just need to put on my suit. I called back. Okay, I invited Evan's parents to come over for dinner after the funeral. I hope that's okay. She knocked on the bathroom door before opening it. She was slim and her black dress hugged her hips, showing off her hourglass figure. She smelled like roses. No, that's good. She shut the door. Splendid idea, really. And I smiled from one ear to the other. <laughs>